Hey everybody, it's Tim. Welcome or welcome back to the LOH Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, I ask you to please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and our YouTube channel, where you can access all our message content. Most importantly, I hope the following message inspires you to take your next step in the faith journey. Enjoy. This message is called The Battle for Your Heart. The Battle for Your Heart. How many times a day do you think about your heart? Right? How many times a day do you think about, oh, well, how do people see my heart? Not very often. Now, let me ask you this. How often do you look at your hair or (laughs) wonder how people see your hair or if you have something sticking out of your nose or... The reality is, though, for most of us, I think, um, for me, for sure, I think we care a lot about how we present ourselves to the world, right? We, we care a lot about our outward appearance. Yeah? Or no? That's a natural uh, thing for all of us to do, is to care how we, portray, how we are portrayed to the world. But today, I want to talk about the importance of... Uh, of your heart, of how, how, how important it is to God. And that really, that's what God is looking at. Isn't that true? You read the scriptures? Man looks at the... But God looks at the... Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Let's start in Second Chronicles 16, verse 9. So we've been talking, walking with the Spirit. In the first message, we talked to Galatians 5 and how uh, the flesh desires one thing and the Spirit, right? The Spirit desires another thing. And the works of the flesh are obvious, according to Paul. They are this and that. And then the works of the Spirit are also obvious. They are love, joy, peace, the fruit of the Spirit, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And then part two, we talked about seeking first the kingdom, putting first things first. God deserves to be first. Amen? Amen. No other place. But we have idols and we have distractions and we have things that desire supremacy in our life. But Colossians tells us that Jesus is the head. He's supposed to be the head so that he can have supremacy in every area of your life. And that's what we want. And I pray after this, you go back and listen to him again. I do. And then you tell me what was good. (laughs) Message me, tell me, man, that was really good. I'll be like, yeah, that made me feel good. Okay. But the third, okay, talking about walking with the Spirit and our desire to live according to the Spirit, to want the things God wants. And I couldn't help but God saying, okay, you're pursuing me, right? You're seeking me. Let me just remind you that I'm seeking you. Are you thankful for that? We sing it all the time. We sang it the other day. I sought the Lord 
And he heard and he answered. That's why I trusted him. Isn't that a beautiful thing? That you sought the Lord and God didn't need a thing from you, but yet God responded when you sought him. When you cried out for help, God came and he rescued you. Thank you, Lord, that when I seek you, I will find you. But even more than that, the creator of the universe, the one on the throne who is perfectly content in and of himself and doesn't need a thing. The Bible would like us to believe that God has searched for us. That God has pursued us. That God is going after you. That God is chasing after you. And I pray today that God wouldn't have to run very fast and I'll stop and let him catch up to me. If surely his goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, I'm going to catch it and let it take me out. Surely his goodness. Devin said good plans. Devin's saying God has good plans for you. Surely his goodness and mercy. Oh, not even there yet. But his goodness and mercy, child. His goodness and mercy will follow you. And your marriage will follow you. And your household and your family. It will follow you all the days. Someone say he's my shepherd. Come on, say he's my shepherd. Oh, that was like, I didn't know if you meant it or not. I couldn't tell. See how I said it? My shepherd. <laughs> Work on that. Work on that. Practice this at 7.30. Be here sharp next time. Second Chronicles 16 verse 9. It says this. You've probably heard this before. Maybe if you've been in the church for a while. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth. I, I like, I think it's the King James to and fro. Do you like that? I like that. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts, say hearts. hearts. <clears throat> Better. Whose hearts are fully committed to him. But you've done a foolish thing and from now on you will be at war. Whoa. Okay, see, see the contrast from fully committed, but if not, now you're at war. Can you think of this psychologically or think of this from a mindset's perspective? Have you ever felt like you were at war with your mind? Have you ever felt like you were at war with the things that you were doing? See, I, I like that first part. But I, I could have easily taken out that second part, right? That would have been pretty easy. And we all just say, yes, I want to be fully committed. But no, because of not being the heart set, the heart set, the heart, not the image set, the heart set, you have done a foolish thing. And from now on, I just thought that was intriguing to me. From now on, you will be at war. But God, okay, let's focus on the first part. God is searching to and fro. For those whose hearts, not, not, not your look or appearance, but your heart is fully committed to him. Let's pray and we'll start out. Lord, um, we thank you for your grace and your mercy and your empowerment. 
We thank you that we can walk according to your spirit and help us to understand the connection here between the, the internal things happening and that, that being such, a, such an important part of our being. If not the utmost important for everything, we'll talk about it, everything flows from this place, this internal place, not the outward place, not the branches, no, 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 no. The heart and the spirit. The heart and the spirit. And help us to realize that even now the enemy is battling for position in our hearts. But Lord, we know that by your spirit, nothing can come against. No weapon formed against will prosper, will flourish, will take root. Have your way this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Anyone like me, not good at finding things or always lose things? Chantel, how often do I lose something? Every day, this morning, I couldn't find my laptop. Roberta, when, Pastor, uh, when Tim Skiles, you can be called Pastor Tim, that's fine. You can have two. Um, when Tim gave me the uh, communion cup, she was like, that's not, he's going to lose that. <laughs> Yes, this will be a miracle to make it back up. Anyways, yes, I did grab another one the second time up. So it did it. Oh, she was right. Some people just know me. Um, I, uh, I, yeah, at school I lost my go-kart all the time. Um, you know the worst, though? The worst, the worst is when you're on your phone. Y'all know what I'm going to say? And, and hey, we, I'm lifting up the, we can leave, Chantel, we can leave. As soon as I find my phone, we can leave. But the, <laughs> I, man, I, the amount of times, and you get that like sinking feeling, you ever, oh, where's my phone? But then you're like, you're on it. That's really, really bad. But I'm good at searching to and fro. Are you good at searching to and fro? Is that a lie? Did I just lie? <laughs> I don't mean to lie. I really, honestly, I try not to lie on the platform. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, how, how I look, does anyone, any wives testify to this? How I look anyways, is like, I just can't find it. <laughs> I, 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 just, I just can't find it. Well, if you would look, if you would pick something up, something up, you just magically think it's going to appear, appear in front of you, right? It's like, well, I looked at this speck of the carpet, and it's like, not here, not here. But what you're doing is like you're thinking about the last time you had it, aren't you? Like the last time I had it, and then for some reason, I th and then you think, go to WebMD because you have short-term memory loss because you can't think at all about <laughs> where, where you left it, where you left it. Okay, but God's not like that. God's good at searching. Searching to and fro. Like me with my phone and I can't, dumb, stupid. Not him. I mean, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, do, the, the scripture says this, and I just 
I have this thing about me with the scripture that I just want to like believe the scripture even though I can't understand it. It's, an, it's, a, it's a mystery at times. But God, the eyes of the Lord are ranging throughout the earth to and fro to strengthen, to find those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Not, you don't have to look the part or talk the part Seriously though, you don't have to be a theological man. You don't. What's he searching for? Church, what's he searching for? Hearts. Hearts. Not looks, not appearance, not dress. Your heart. Your heart. There are three images. Every human has three images of themselves, okay? And this is from the book, uh, The All of God by John, John Bevere. It's a, cool, it's a cool book. It kind of uh, is, is written like a devotional. You can read it like a book or a devotional, but it's, it's pretty cool. But one of those talks about uh, three images, and I thought I should share that. Is that cool? If I share this with you from a book? All right. Um, every human has three images of themselves. The, the perceived image, okay, the projected image and the actual image. I thought this was really good, okay? So the perceived image is how everyone perceives you, how others see you, all right? So even right now, you're, you have a perception of me, how you're perceiving me, okay? And a lot of times we care about that, right? Care about that, okay? That's how others perceive us, okay? The, the second part is our projected image. This is how I want you to see me, okay? Same thing with you. You have a projected, this is how I want others, think about that a second. This is how others, I want them to think that I'm smart. I want them to think that I'm wealthy. I want them to think that, I, uh, that I'm spirit led. You know, like I want them to think that I love the Lord. Whatever it is, you, you have this projected image, okay? And then the third thing is this, it's your actual image. It's your actual image. And, and, and do you know which image God cares about? What do you think? Yeah. Now, now, what takes all your time and attention and focus and dedication? Which, which one is it? You see, because uh, mine, I, I, I can be honest with you, I'm not perfect, I'm just a man, whatever. But I have, I have this, uh, even, even in ministry, I have this, this mixed approach, right? Like, I, yes, like my life, my actual image, yes, that's a part of me. I want to be true to who I am. I want to grow in my character. I want to be rooted in love, all of this. But then also, like, I'm, I'm about to come to church and I'm like, okay, how am I going to be perceived, right? What am I going to project to the church, right? So it's kind of like a mix, but, but, but how freeing it is, when I was reading this, how freeing it is to know that God's not concerned about all those other images, just your actual, just what's in here. And, and that's a beautiful thing. See, when we stand before God at the judgment seat, we shouldn't be afraid, but we are going to be revealed as we are. 
He's going to judge what we really are, not what we've done, because we've said it. Lord, Lord, we've done miracles, Lord, Lord. But he says, I, n- I never knew you, right? You're going to be revealed as you are. And so that's good if, if, if my projected or my... And, and take it this way, take it this way, okay? Jesus was perceived by some to be a glutton and a drunkard. Jesus was perceived by some to be demon-possessed. No? This man does works by Beelzebub, right? Think about that. Jesus was accused, but, but was Jesus perfect? Jesus was perfect. And so, so you don't need to be bogged down by things you can't control. You can't control how others perceive you. If others say you're led by the devil, <laughs> I don't, they might not say that. If others say you're a glutton and a drunkard, I, hey, hey, I, I, <laughs> I don't know where they're getting it, but if you're not, you're not. I don't know. Uh, whoa, that, that might be a, come on, theologian, tell me that one. Tell me how that one works. Okay. Um, His actual image, though. You know, Jesus knew what was in men's hearts, John 2 says. Didn't entrust himself to people because he knew what was in people. And Jesus Jesus could hear their heart. And Jesus could see their faith. I mean, think about stuff we couldn't even see. He said, you have the faith. I could see your faith. He saw that they had the faith to be healed. And so, and it wasn't about their words. The, the way they looked or the way they presented themselves to Jesus, it was all about this place. And, and, and like I said last week, and I did not even mean to emphasize all this about the unseen. The Father who sees what's done in secret will reward you. The Father who sees, he was setting this up so better than I ever could. But the Father who sees what's done in secret, see what the enemy tries to do is try to distract you from the main thing. And he tries to steal your, your secret place. He tries to steal when you're alone and you feel like you're, you're, you're a monster and la- rather than content and filled with peace and filled with a desire to, to please the Lord and enjoy See, there's a battle for your heart. And it's a battle we need to walk with the Spirit. In Proverbs chapter 3, it says this. You know this verse. Verse 20. If you have your Bible, go ahead and go there. I'll give you a second. Is it 4? It's 4, isn't it? 4 verse 20. See, I make mistakes. I do more than you know. Um... And that's all right. It's about the heart. Church, it's about the heart. The emphasis is on the heart. The emphasis is on who you are. The tree, the root, the establishment. What others don't see, this matters. And it will come out. You're not fooling anyone. Well, you might be fooling everyone, but not God. There's a battle for your heart. 
And some of us aren't even fighting. We're fighting with looks. We're fighting with how we're perceived. We're fighting with covering up rather than getting real and letting God break things off and saying, search me, try me, go where you want to go. That hidden place I've never let you go for 30 years. God, go there because I want to be right on the inside. Yeah, that's all right. You can clap. My son, pay attention to what I say. I'll add my daughter. There you go. Say yay in a high-pitched voice. My daughter. All the guys said it in a high-pitched voice. I meant for the ladies to say. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. Within your heart. For they are life. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Yeah, that's, that's not a typo. I'm believing for that for you. I'm, cherish these words in your heart. For they are life in here. They are life and health to your whole body. Okay? Above all else, guard your heart. For everything, say everything. Everything, everything you do flows from it. How's your heart? How's your heart? Is it sweet? Is it true? I, it, it, can, it can be whatever adjective you want to say. But, 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 but is it bitter? Come on, I know we look good. And I know we sing the song and I still lift my hands. Because you know when you come in, you just lift your hands. That's what we do. We're holy rollers. We lift our hands. Uh, that's what guys asked me at Georgetown. Are you a holy roller? And I was like, well, we're like assemblies of God. He was like, do you pick up snakes? <laughs> no, I, I don't refer to myself as a holy roller and I don't pick up snakes. Uh, but they're supposedly not to bite. I mean, according to Jesus, but. How is it? How, how's your heart? How's your heart broken? Torn? There's, there's only so long that you can go this way without addressing the real issue, which is at your heart. Everything you do flows from it. Well, well, I feel like I'm doing good. Well, hmm. You really want to walk with the Spirit? You really want to be led? You really want to follow the Lord and let His will be done? Let Him have a work on your heart. Let Him do surgery on your soul. And, and, and stop just taking off the, the apples that aren't doing good and, and stop just whatever, whatever this tree, whatever it looks like and I'll just try to fix it up and make it look good and put the fig leaves on wherever I, I appear naked and all this instead of addressing the root has termites. The root is being eaten from within. 
It's the heart, church. It was never about more theology. It was never about another message. See, that's what we do in church often. It's the outside stuff that we need to work on. No, it's the heart. The church has lost my heart, God says. And it's not about saying, well, God goes to the poor and God does this. So we start, that's what we do. We start with the leaves instead of the root. If you get the root right, everything else will happen. Everything else will take care of itself. Because I have people that have a heart for the poor. And when they get their heart right, they'll go to the poor. I have people, this is what God says, that have a healing heart, that want to heal people. And if they get their heart right and be obedient to God, they'll go. They'll be my hands and feet. I have people that want to bring people together to unite people. I have people whose hearts are all about worship and music unto the Lord. Come on, it was the same way in the Old Testament. And God had people designated for specific things. If we would get our hearts right with the Lord. Not the leaves. Not the branches. No, I mean, we can have a big church. That would be cool. But if our heart's not right, forget about it. Forget about it. The sun comes up and it's scorched. We look good, but it's scorched and it had no root, which is the heart. Just the heart. Matthew 12, Jesus said, make a tree good and its fruit will be good. Come on. Or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. Oh, is this just for shine kids? Is this just what Jesus said for shine kids or is this for us too? You brood, oh, wait, wait, that would, Josh, did you add that in there? I, I, Tim did, Tim Skiles, get, you brood of vipers. <laughs> no, 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 that's what it said. Hey, podcast, that's, that's what he's, I didn't say it, no. Um. Jesus had, a, Jesus had a good heart. It was a perfect heart. It was sweet. It was true. It was honest. You brood of vipers, you snakes, you deceivers. Is that what that means? I, how can you who are evil say anything good? Because why the root, the heart? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. But the heart is full of a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. And let's just see it in Luke because Jesus said it in Matthew. And just to say that Matthew didn't put that in there, Luke also said it. Luke 6, 45. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Now I've said some things wrong. 
I've said some things out of the overflow of my heart, but that just, it just needs checked. That's all right. God, search me. Try me. If I'm not responding the way that you would, if I'm not acting, I'm getting a little bit, you know what I mean? Repent. It's, it's easy. Don't get, oh, churchy, I'm not going to repent. We don't repent anymore. What does that even mean? If you make a mistake, yeah, like by the grace of God, he gives you the power, as we talked about, to get up out of the grave. Come on, don't stay there. You don't have to stay there. The heart the, is so powerful. So how much heart time you give a day? We got screen time, but how much heart time? How much heart discipline, heart protection, heart security? Come on. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I got my phone up here. The main reason was for that to and fro, because I knew I was going to say that. But, but guarding your heart is not swipe, swiping and opening that, that's, that's the exact opposite of guarding your heart. It's the exact opposite. It's, it's opening your heart to whatever. And I could say the devil. I could say God. But whatever others want to put in it. And that's not good. Is that irrelevant? I mean, guard, guard my heart above all else and then, okay, this world. Are, are, I don't know. Maybe you, just, you could just say I'm irrelevant and uh, yeah, we're going to have apps on our phones and all this and, and stuff and it's like, man, I just hate, well, well then you, you wonder like why your, your heart's not right you, you wonder why you can't feel God. You, you wonder why you struggle in, in sin and porn and addiction. And, and you wonder why you're not faithful in your marriage. And, and you wonder, and, and, it's, and it's not God's fault. It's not God's fault. And, and, and you can be honest and stuff. And I, I, I hope you're honest. And, and, and but yes, you need to be honest. But, but also, God's given you the strength and the power and, and also the wisdom to not, not put yourself in the position. And you don't have to be like the world. You don't have to conform to the pattern of this world. You don't have to. So if you need to cut it, cut it. If you need to cut it, cut it. Jesus says something even crazier than I'm saying. I'm saying about a phone and we talked about the spinny one, Devin, the spinny phone. <laughs> the rotary phone is that what it is is that what it is Dave Dave I got you I got you can, what, can, I, can I just tell you humor me for a second can I just tell you what Jesus said if your right hand causes you if your eye you think I'm crazy? You think I don't? Oh, he don't have the heart of Jesus. Jesus will let us go on all our apps and be on Facebook for 24 hours. He's grace. He's grace. He's mercy. <laughs> I 
No, who said that? Who said that? Who said that? I didn't say that. I don't, I don't, want, I don't want the church to be bound, as always. I'll come in here today with no agenda but God's. No agenda. Man, I don't have an agenda. You, you think that you... Jesus said it's better for your hand to be cut off than for you to spend eternity in hell. And, 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 and let me tell you, you don't have to wait till you die to experience hell. It's, it's hell living a deceptive life. It's, it's hell worried what everyone else thinks. It's, it's hell living a secret life and you Come on, it's gotta be. But once you, once you give yourself over to the Lord and are honest, repent, Peter says this, so that times of refreshing will come from... Get refreshed today. Just get refreshed. Just get refreshed. Come find water. Don't be like the woman of the world. Jesus says, if they only, if she only knew who it is who's talking to him right now, you know what they would do? They would ask me for a drink, and I would give them living water so that they wouldn't thirst anymore for anything else. Come on. God doesn't want your heart to be bound in pain and double-minded and wandering and failing. Uh, man, you don't need to be hooked up to the heart monitor and wondering if your heart's not going to beat again. Let the Spirit come and let Him bring life into your, into your being and health and healing to your whole body in the name of Jesus. While you're thinking that over, turn to 1 Samuel 13. Uh, go ahead, 1 Samuel 13. Kind of back to the importance of the heart. First Samuel 13, 13. Hey, I just want to say thanks for being here today. I know it's, uh, you know, holiday weekend and we have plenty of excuses and we go on vacation and different things and that's great and we want everyone to go on vacation but like, man, if you're in, come. Come to church and we hope the Lord ministers to you and you feel like it's worth it, right? Feel like every time it's worth it, man. And um, even when you don't feel like it. So uh, thank you. I bless you for that, okay? I bless you. Um, and the Lord does, which is way more than my blessing. Uh, the Lord bless you. Okay, so 1 Samuel 13, this is cool. 
um, you know, if, if we come into this scripture with the context of all we've talked about, but also Second Chronicles 16, where God is searching to and fro for those whose hearts are devoted to him, okay? Listen to this. This is when Saul is disobedient. Saul is the king right now um, of Israel. And uh, Samuel, the prophet, the seer, uh, God speaks to Samuel, and then Samuel shares it with Saul. And here's what he says. Saul, you have done a foolish thing, you have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. If you had, he would have established your kingdom over Israel for all time, which is, which is kind of crazy to me to think of how different that would be if Saul was obedient. That would, the, yeah, that's weird. Um, but now your kingdom will not endure. The Lord has... <laughs> come on. Has sought out Okay, okay, okay. I, I, I want you to think about this now. Okay, if you, are, if you are a CEO of a company and you're seeking out a, a pr prospective person, you know, for your company, right? You have certain requirements, prerequisites for them on their resume, right? Um... I, I, I'm just thinking about this, okay? So, so who, as a CEO or boss, whatever, who are you seeking out? What type of person? You know, they, they have these abilities. They have these qualities. They look this way. Their family looks, whatever. I, I want you to see the type of person the Lord was looking for. And, and let me just tell you, it had nothing to do with being a giant killer. That was the branch. That was the thing that happened out of, he didn't say I've sought the giant killer. He didn't say I sought the lion killer. Come on now. He didn't say I sought the shepherd boy. Even, even the faithful one. I mean, think about it. He said, the Lord has sought a man after my own heart. Oh, to be appointed king and ruler he sought a man after his own heart. Hmm. Man looks at, 1 Samuel 16, 7. Man looks at the outward, but God looks at the heart. Man, who are you? There's, there's some hearts in this room that are like treasures to God. People hadn't even seen it. It's just the unseen. It's just you walking with God. It's just you being faithful. It's being you you're doing things even when you don't feel like it. But, but the integrity. And you're not perfect, but your heart. And you, you desperately desire to please God. You're, you're not perfect. He doesn't even say a perfect man. I sought a perfect man. No, I sought a man after my own heart. And David makes plenty of mistakes. It, it, doesn't, it, it does not mean that, right? Oh, and I could go into it. I could go into it. I should go into it. Uh, <laughs> David's heart was after God, but him staying home from war was not what he was supposed to do. And he got caught up to, in an act with Bathsheba, right? Because he put himself in the situation. That didn't mean he didn't have a heart after his own God. It meant he was human. It meant he was human. And we can do the same things. We can fall into traps and be enticed by the enemy. Does the enemy still tempt you? Come on, he does. 
every single day. He tempts you. That, don't mean, that doesn't mean you're, you're not a man after God's own heart. But that's what matters. A man after God's own heart. But then how you live that out, right? I think that's pretty good. The Lord was really looking for was a man after his own heart. And, and just because you do things doesn't mean you'll become more like Jesus. Because we need to walk with the Spirit. Just because you read more Bible doesn't mean you'll be more like Jesus. You could be more like a Pharisee. Which Jesus had a cool, some, well, cool, but like, he had a lot of statements for them. Matthew 23, you can read it. Matthew 23, woe to you, hypocrites. Woe to you, hypocrites. Woe to you, hypocrites. So that makes me think they didn't just get it wrong. They had some sort of other agenda. That, that like I've heard it said sometimes, you know, we give the Pharisees a bad, yeah, we do, right? Anybody can be led astray. But like what they were doing on the outside was hypocritical with what they really wanted to happen on the inside. Like they, they wanted money, they wanted gain. They had their own sort of pursuit and agenda. They wanted everyone, it's like a cult, and wanted everyone to come and, be, and they weren't serving the one true God. They were hypocrites. They were hypocrites. And it's, suscept, it's a susceptibility for any religious person to become hypocritical. Just look at the leaves. Just focus on our projected image. Just focus on how we're perceived. And then all the while, our actual image is dwindling and our heart's not right before God. Come on, we've seen it. You've seen it on the news. You've seen it with big churches. You've seen it with pastors. I'm not putting them down, but you've just, you've seen it. And you focus on the leaves and not the root, the heart. The Pharisees had a heart malfunction. They were what Jesus called hypocrites. Not genuine. Did one thing in front of people and were another on the inside. They were what Jesus called brood of vipers, snakes. Jesus, not me. Woe to you. You become more like Jesus by being with Jesus. Being with Jesus. Letting him melt you away, melt your heart. Just, just you know that you become more like Jesus by just sitting, just focusing on him, contemplating him, meditating. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you unto the Lord. Lord. Hmm. Just, just giving him time, heart time. Just giving him time. Reading the Bible is an, is an amazing way to do that. Sometimes we just like, I just realized, you know, I could have like put that down of like, okay, reading the Bible doesn't make you more like Jesus. But it also, reading the Bible can make you more like Jesus. If, if it has breath on it, if it has a spirit on it, 
but it also can make you... <sighs> the enemy goes with... You know what I mean? The, and we're so susceptible to that. Like swinging the pendulum. The enemy, if, if you, if you want to like take this lean this way, he'll take you all the way. If you take this lean this way, he'll take you all the way. You just gotta, it's important to discern. So to finish up, um, I just want to talk about we have two directions that we can take. Um, and I want us to turn in our Bibles to these. Okay, Romans chapter 1 and then Ezekiel 36. Y'all good? Yes. Got something to take with you, hopefully. Amen. Amen. So Romans chapter 1 is one way, and Ezekiel 36 is another way. So you can open your Bible to Romans chapter 1. You know what? I'm going to do it too. Be an example, Dustin. Be an example. Isn't that like magic? I had them, I had them place marked. <laughs> Kidding. I actually did some preparation. <laughs> um, you know in Deuteronomy, God like says all these things about, okay, the blessing and the cursing. You ever read that? Like, if you're faithful, the, the bless, I'll increase, I'll increase, I'll increase. But if, if the other door, is, you read it, I think it's Deuteronomy 28, something, something around there. Um, yeah, once you skip Leviticus and Numbers, go to Deuteronomy, and Deuteronomy's pretty good. No, no read them all. Read them all and just let the word wash over you. But um, he says, choose. So I set before you a door, blessing and cursing, choose So choose life, choose blessing. Life or death, blessing or cursing, choose life. How, how old are you? How old are you? 10, 11, 12, 60, 70, 80, 90. You have an opportunity today. I know you're saved. Maybe you're not. And I pray that you choose life as well. But sometimes we, we wander. We don't, we don't lose our salvation. I, you know, it's not that easy. God. But we wander and we waver, right? And, and sometimes we play with death. Sometimes we get death on us. But we don't realize that we have a choice. And today you have a choice of what you want to choose. He says, choose, choose life, choose life. But, but not, not choosing life and going according to the ways of the world is, is Romans chapter 21. And, and or Romans chapter 1, verse 21. Um, and I want, I want heart. When you see hearts, I want, I want that to stand out to you. Because that's what we're talking about, the battle for your heart, right? Okay? All right, let's just do it. Well, I don't know if this is the same translation. It's the NIV. Oh, CSB. Do you guys mind? I'm in the CSB. All right. I didn't hear either way, so I guess. For though they knew God, man. Hmm. 
They did not glorify him as God or show gratitude. Instead, their thinking became worthless. And their senseless hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man, which we talked about idols. That's right along with it last week. For images resembling mortal man, birds, four-footed animals, and reptiles. Sometimes when I read that, I think, man, that's kind of irrelevant. But it, it's not. It's not. Just, just let the Spirit reveal to you. Let him, let him reveal to you. Let Him illuminate what He's talking about here. For 24, therefore, God delivered them over in the desires of their hearts. Sorry. God delivered them over in the desires of their hearts. It was to sexual impurity so that their bodies were degraded among themselves. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served what has been created instead of the Creator who is ever praised. Amen. Who is forever praised. Amen. But they exchanged the truth and God gave them over because their heart is in another direction. Hmm. So there's that. That way that we can go. That option. I mean, have you seen that in the world? Have you seen this happening in the world? God gave them over. Help me not. God, maybe you need to say this today. God, don't give up on me. Because oh, I'm not done yet. I haven't, I haven't given up, Lord. I haven't given up. And let me just tell you, no one's too far gone. No one's on the outs. God is calling whosoever will to make a turn and make a change. If you're here today, if you're listening to this, God has not given you over and given up. There's something that happened that the master orchestrator made a way for you to be rescued. Yes. Made a way for you to come in and have an opportunity to respond and get your heart back. Get your heart right before the Lord. Come on, I know you're tired of playing games. I know you're sick and tired of the hell and destruction destruction in the way of the world and you want to live according to the spirit here's your chance choose life here's your chance choose life come on say amen church agree with me come on say choose life choose life oh choose life for everything else doesn't satisfy for nothing else will satisfy Come on, some of my old sages, tell them. Tell them, stop searching. Amen. Tell them. Shoo. Tell them it's not worth it to ruin your family. Tell them it's not worth it to give up and give in. Tell them, somebody. Oh, we minister to the Lord. We minister to the Lord.
There's freedom happening. There's rescue, deliverance. Oh, we believe every time, every time in your spirit it happens. Every time we gather together, healing is in your name. Every time, Lord, you're honored. You come to bless the church. Oh, so I pray that we choose, we choose, we choose, we choose, we choose life. We choose the life, no longer living according to the lie, but according to the truth. And what leads us to the truth, Jesus says, the Spirit, the Spirit, walking according to the Spirit, walking according to the Spirit, walking according to the Spirit. Dustin, how do I know the way to go? How do I know the truth? Well, Jesus is the way, and He's the one that said the Spirit will show you the way. The Spirit will guide you into the truth. And, and where do I find it? It's in my actual image. It's not pretending like I'm walking with the Spirit. It's not pretending like I'm led by the Spirit or, or I look like someone that goes to church. Whatever that looks like, I don't know. It's here. And this is what God sees. This is what God sees. And this is what God desires to mold like a potter. Your heart. Your heart. Your heart. You've been praying about promotion, David. Your heart. He wasn't seeking the giant killer. He wasn't seeking the one that does miracles. He wasn't seeking. He was seeking the man that's after God's own heart. Come on. This is for you who desire to live according to the Spirit. According to his way, Ezekiel 36, I had it open, got distracted. See? All right, verse 24. Ezekiel 36, and I think this is a great way to finish everything that we've talked about. This is what God says to Ezekiel that he is going to do for his people that are led by his spirit. God, God, yes, yes, Lord. This is, this is it. For I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and will bring you into your own land. I will also sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. Say, I will be clean. Amen. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and all your idols. Can we stand? Let's all stand. Come on, stand if you can. Stand if you can. I will also sprinkle clean water on you. Come on, listen, listen, listen. This is the moment the Lord's been waiting to do a work in you. The Lord's been waiting to do a work in you right here, right now. Verse 26. I will give you a new heart. Nah. And I'll put a new spirit. Not just a new heart. Not just a fresh spirit. The combination of the two. And then he, the enemy, if he can fight against your spirit and the spirit, he'll fight against the spirit. If he can fight against your heart, he'll fight against your heart. But God said, I'll come and I'll give you a, a new heart 
and a new spirit. And the spirit he's talking about is what Jesus came to reveal. The Holy Spirit, what we've been talking about. But you need a new heart. Come on. You need a new heart to watch the spirit manifest in your life. It's that connection. It doesn't fit any other. This is the only thing that works. God's spirit, the new heart together. Come on, that's what he does. That's what he does. So, I will remove, thank you Lord. I will remove your heart of stone. All that bitterness and resentment. I will remove that unable to feelness. Whatever it might be. Whatever hindrance it might be. I will remove your heart of stone. And give you a heart of flesh. Say amen. Come on say amen. I will place my spirit within you. And cause you. Thank you Lord. Thank you Jesus. I will cause you to follow my statutes. And carefully observe my ordinances. I'm going to keep reading. You will live in the land that I gave your fathers. And you will be my people and I'll be your God. I will save you from all your uncleanness. I will summon the grain and make it plentiful. Come on guys. Yes, yes, yes. And I will not bring famine on you. I will also make the fruit of the trees and the produce of the field plentiful. Come on. This is what he's doing. I will also make the fruit of the trees and the produce of the field plentiful so that you will no longer experience reproach among the nations on account of famine. Not you. Not you. I pray abundance. Come on. Can we sing it? Hallelujah. It's all about you. Every voice. It's all about yeah, yeah. Come on, let him bring life. 